nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. They're wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. Karim Benzema needs to rest and the numbers reveal why. Times ended up almost looking like a 6-3-1. Some very good writing about that on the Managing Madrid website. Frustrate podcast as well. Of course, Pere Valverde was a huge part of the equation. Hello and welcome to a live edition of the Managing Madrid podcast. We are live on YouTube with a bunch of YouTube subscribers on the channel already commenting away. I'm your host, Kian Sobani, and wanted to go live. I tried to go live on days where we don't have podcasts planned. That typically happens two to three times a week. But then when the day comes, I just don't have the time or I haven't planned an actual live. So here is me being organized for once to have a live YouTube video. And the kind of the downfall of YouTube is that there's a couple. One is that it starts off slow, but then the viewership goes up way up the more you stay live. The other main downfall though is that I can't get questions face-to-face either by audio or video. That's what's great about Zoom and Twitter audio spaces or Instagram Live. So I'm not gonna do the YouTube Lives all the time. I may switch it up. I'll do some Twitter audio spaces so that people can also verbalize face-to-face their questions or or, or voice-to-voice rather. And I'll also do live Zoom calls. I'll give you guys Zoom links you guys can hop on and you guys can actually turn your video and your mic on and talk to me face-to-face. That's my ideal scenario. I feel like the tone of those are way better than just comments itself, but uh, this works for today, and YouTube has a, a pretty big growing audience, so it's great to have these uh, as well. Someone also s- suggesting in the chat, why not go live in Discord voice chat? That is definitely also an option. If you guys don't have access to Discord yet, I'm just gonna do a quick thing while I'm on live here. I'm going to send you guys the link to our Discord channel. I'm gonna comment it in the chat so that you guys can click on it. If you're listening to this and you don't have access to our Discord, get in on that ASAP. If you need the link, send me a message either through Patreon or uh, just comment on YouTube or somewhere and we will give you the link, okay? It expires once a week. Uh, Keon flex those biceps uh, one time. The world ain't ready, my friend. It's not gonna happen. We don't want uh, YouTube to break. So it's not going to happen. All right. I'm already behind on questions. Uh, I also have the Real Madrid Femenino game on right now in the background. It started about four minutes ago. They're playing Alaves. So I may react to it in real time. I'm not great at multitasking. So I'm going to try to um, do my best. But if they score a goal or or if, you know, if Athenea so much as does one single dribble, you will, you will definitely hear it from me. All right. Wassam Ahmed says, Hey, Kian, I am Wassam, a patron from Palestine. Today, Carlos said in the press conference that our squad is closed until the summer. What do you think about our depth right now compared to Barca's? Well, I think it's clear that Barcelona are deeper than us in many positions, apart from central midfield and also center back. Those are the, those are the two. I mean, goalkeeper, we have a good backup in Luna too. Now, that assumes that you don't count Castilla players as depth. So if I was allowed in an ideal world to throw in Sergio Arribas, um, Carlos Totor, Nico Paz, uh, 
Alvaro, Vinicius, Tobias, I'm, and I'm sure people I'm forgetting, if I'm allowed to include those players, then the depth chart kind of changes. But obviously we don't do that because there is just a lack of trust right now and those guys are not getting into the rotation or getting into the squad even. Uh, I know Arribas and maybe one other got called up today, which is nice. But in terms of real depth, in terms of people who are actually be trusted to play, I don't, I don't count them. But I will say... Uh, with regards to Carlos' quote about the squad being closed until the summer, well, in many ways, unfortunately, that's out of his control too. So he has to be uh, vo- verbalizing what he's told, and he's generally been very good at that in his in his coaching career. I wrote about this yesterday. If you guys haven't already, go and read my article on managingmadrid.com. It's about the primary reasons whether we agree with it or disagree with it or like it or dislike it i wrote about the fact that there are several barriers to reamdrit signing wingbacks and they primarily have more to do with players you have in the squad than the players you don't i mean we all love to play the game of okay we can sign this player and that player these are the list of names these are the list of the free agents these are the list of uh players that are available or attainable these are the bargain ones we rarely ever look from the club's perspective, which is less about the players on the transfer list that are attainable and more about the fact that you have contracts in the squad that you can't get rid of. And in the club's eyes, you have Lucas Vazquez under contract until 2024. You have Danny Carvajal who's under contract until 2020. Is it five or six? I can't even remember. I literally just wrote about this and I already forget. But it's, it's I think, one year more than Vasquez, if I'm not mistaken. And in the club's view, you have to move one of those contracts before bringing in a right back and that's really hard to do these are two really serviceable players well-liked players in the squad two players who have given their life on the field for Real Madrid for many 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 years these are not players necessarily that are easy to move on move on from now I will say this is the other thing and I also wrote about this yesterday was that in many ways the club actually dug its own grave and created these problems for themselves the idea of, you know, if you go back in time when we renewed Lucas Vasquez in 2021 and think about his role in the team then, he was still primarily a right winger, not a right back. He was not renewed as a right back solution. All of a sudden, you re- and by the way, if you go back to the day that Real Madrid renewed him, you can literally see it verbatim in their statement, Real Madrid have, quote, uh, renewed the attacker Lucas Vasquez. They used the word attacker. So that's even in their own words, they viewed him as an attacker. That changed over time in many ways because of the problems that even exist now, which was Danny Carvajal cannot stay on the field. As I wrote about in my article, I, I put it on my social media yesterday. He's missed over 72 games in the past four or five years. Since the 2007 2018 season, he's missed over 70 games. And even when he's on the field, it's he's not at his peak form because it takes him a while to get going or in the case of the Super Cup, which just happened recently, he's not even playing at 100%. There's all that to consider. And right now, it's it's a, 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 such a uh, dramatic and desperate point in that it's not even just your starting wing right backs that are the issue, is that you don't have depth outside of them. And the one right, there's one wing back. There's one pure wing back in the squad outside of Carvajal and Mendy. It's Odrio and he's not playing. And in my opinion, I think rightfully so, given that he's defensively a huge liability. And he and 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 this goes back to digging your own grave, is that 
you brought him Arizola back as an, as an extra contract that you can't move right now when you didn't need to even touch what was happening in Fiorentina. You could have just let him stay there, let Fiorentina buy him at whatever fee. It's another contract that opens up off the books. It worked there. They played a scheme that masses defensive deficiencies. A 3-5-2. They let him stay up the field in the attack without many defensive assignments. They covered for him. Don't mess with that. Let that be. That's another contract they brought on that now handcuffs them to some degree. But I would also argue, despite saying that, despite being highly critical of Odrius I think you could easily argue that it's better for Real Madrid to keep... Uh, or to rather to play uh, Odriozola at 100% than to play a hobbling Carvajal who's probably not even 80% in that situation. And and we saw how that was clearly evident, um, the way he performed against Barcelona and Valencia both tactically and also physically. So the idea of that the squad is closed, I, I just want to close with this point. I, I know I've been rambling here and I have many more, much more to say about this issue, but I'll, I'll close on this point. Fran Garcia for $5 million, and Ancelotti literally ruled that out in today's press conference. Someone Because that quote that Wissam brings up is actually in direct response to can Fran Garcia be brought back this winter? Bringing Fran Garcia back for $5 million is a low-risk, zero-risk, actually, scenario. you got to bring him. I don't understand the, the thinking behind this. You have no alternative uh, left back in the squad. You have, you have a, every single... Alternative wing back in the squad is a makeshift, makeshift wing back. Vasquez, makeshift. Militao, makeshift. Rudiger, makeshift. David Alaba, makeshift. Uh, Nacho, makeshift. I'm not saying these guys can't necessarily perform at the wing back slot when, when needed. Nacho was great last game. Uh, Alaba has proven that he can play there, although I really strongly believe that's not his best position. These are at best band-aids they're not long-term solutions or even short-term solutions for that matter so i don't see any risk in bringing fran garcia back for five million which by the way in today's market might as well be free you might as well ask him to pay you for five million it's nothing it's zero risk so uh it is what it is uh we don't have any power over that and uh i don't think you can email florentino.perez at realmjit.com i don't i don't think that that works here so uh let me let me go through some more questions uh, Praveen Kumar says, hello, Keon, your analysis on Arsenal tactics. How much can we implement that in our squad? Well, literally, I, there's an entire segment on this that Matt and I already spoke about, and we clipped it uh, for social media. If you're one of the crazed teenagers on TikTok or consuming YouTube shorts or Instagram reels, it, it's there. Uh, but the long story short is that the way they use Saka and the interchangeability in the attack and the uh, fluidity, I, I think is something that could really help really help Vinicius and that's what they do for Saka when he gets the ball in the wings uh all right <clears throat> uh Kazi Faisal says on behalf of Almaty he says we congratulate you that Ancelotti finally called Aribas for Athletic game <laughs> now allow me to turn those claps into tears of sadness when we could use him and he's not getting even a second of playing time but Glad Arribas got, got the honorary call-up. Anthony Tarp says, Hi, Keon. Thanks for the live content. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. You're helping with the algorithm, being here and supporting the content. Uh, you can tell that I'm way behind on these comments when all these comments are basically before I started or, or like when I started. 
Manuel Gamborino says, Hi, Kian, big fan of your work. Any chance of managing Madrid opening a branch in other languages, articles in other languages, etc., or perhaps a live edition in, uh, in Mexico? Um, that is really optimistic of all the things that I think we we have on our goal list. Branching on different languages is, is not something that is on our table. If you may, if you may recall, uh, managing not managing Madrid. Vox Media was in the news recently for Vox Media is who owns Managing Madrid. They went ham absolute on a tear, laying off almost everyone and everything under the sun. They axed a bunch of SB Nation blogs, took away uh, pretty much every podcast possible. And if anything, I don't know what their plan is, and it's it's been a bit unclear. I can promise you this: I can promise you that we will never die. We will take this to our grave. If one day our podcast and our our website is taken away, we'll just do it ourselves. Uh, we, we're, we're in it for life. So you won't have to worry about that. But in terms of expansion to other languages, I, I don't know if that's necessarily on our agenda. Although I will say, I know there are a lot of websites who do translate our work and post it and ask us, ask us if that's okay. And we always say yes. And I will also say that... Uh, there are, I mean, you're lucky that, you know, in Mexico, you're lucky that there is a lot of Spanish content covering Real Madrid. With regards to English, I mean, we're definitely the biggest one and we definitely put out the most content and tactical analysis, but there are uh, a lot of different, you know, quote unquote, the managing Madrids of different languages. Like there's a great German website, Real Total. There's a, a great Bengali website, Madrid Betar, and, and so forth. So you can find them. And uh, if you want, you can kind of just message in the chat what language you're looking for. Maybe someone else in the chat can help you with, with uh, finding some of that content. Let's see. Um, I'm going to just kind of skim over some of these transfer stuff or stuff that we talk about regularly. Um, Guel says, would you consider Fran Garcia better fit for left back than Mendy? Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say quote unquote better. I will just say a different fit. I would still trust very few left backs on earth in a big Champions League game or in a final where you need to, where you need to defend a Salah or a Mares and so forth. Um, but I've always liked to have different options at wing back for, and just have different looks for different scenarios. I'm obviously in love with the whole Coentrao Marcelo era that we had. The fact that we could play both and have different looks based on what need, what was needed and based on who the opponent was. Fran Garcia has been the one of the the best left backs in Spain for over 15 months now. He's he's incredible, and a lot of his work is offensively um, great. But he's also a pretty capable defensive left back as well. So I, I don't know if I would say better. I would just say it's just, just a different look, a different option, at the very least, a very minimum, uh, a way for Mendy to, to have rest. <clears throat> uh, Faison Lone says, Hey, Kian, why don't we go for a right winger like Chukwezi? Well, Chukwezi to me falls in the category of a good winger who... I would, if, if that's the quality of winger with all due, all due respect to him, I would rather just allocate those minutes to develop Aribas instead.
Jiboyega says you cannot possibly count Castillo players, especially given the club's use, non-usage of them. Yeah, I agree. That's why I, that's why I kind of framed it that way, where you can't really count count them because they're not being used. I think I'm really behind on these comments. Adi Akram says, please involve Sid Hearthmore. His analysis is awesome. Noted. He can come on anytime he wants. He knows that. And I think he will be on regularly. And he has been. FIFA says, Zidane used Adibas, but Carlo never used him. Why? I don't have the answer to that. Axel Wernlund says, Hi, Kian, really enjoy your work. Do you think the Real Madrid hierarchy will apply heavy pressure on Hazard to leave this summer? Or is there a respectful understanding of his contract situation? Um, I don't think the club will actively say, Hazard, we want you to leave. That's not something that you can really do. Nor, nor I mean, it's, it's, it's something that you can, I guess, in theory do. But that's not going to force someone to leave. The message is is being sent through other channels, like just not playing him, right? That's that's already being communicated to him. This is not a secret. You don't need to come out and tell Eden Hazard, hey man, you 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 don't have a future here. You might want to think about going somewhere else. I think he knows that. You don't have to ver use your words to say that. The actions are already speaking way louder than that. You're not playing him. If he has any sense of ambition and wanting to play more somewhere, then that's on him to, to figure that out. His problem will be, though, that anyone who's good enough that can afford him can't, can't, can't afford him. Let me rephrase that. Anyone who can afford them is too good for him. They're not going to play him. There's no, there's no sense for any of these rich teams to bring him on because they're not going to be able to give him playing time. So he's going to have to renegotiate a contract that is much more feasible and that's really hard to do too because if you were him you have to it's easy for us as fans here um to think about well you know if it was me i'd have pride and and i would i would lower my demands and, and go play somewhere he's he's his career is winding down he's he's i'm sure looking at securing as much money as he possibly can out of this contract um Faze Mohammed says, Pochettino or Zidane? Who would you rather have as our next coach, Zidane? Um, Timo says, would you be disappointed if we just get Jude and Fran Garcia for the summer? Or do you expect more than four or five signings? Again, I, I wouldn't necessarily be disappointed because I think if you add Jude and Fran to this roster, you're automatically by default better. That's an improvement. Again, the, the, the difficulty is getting rid of some contracts that you already have in the squad. And you just kind of have to wait it out. Yasir says, what happened to Om Arvin on the podcast? One sec. Om Arvin, Om Arvin is, is pretty busy. He's doing other things. He, he's got another job. He knows he's welcome anytime. Um... But I, I don't think he's watching Real Madrid as much as he would like to or analyzing them. <clears throat> Dijuan Young says, do you see Real Madrid selling Kamavinga for Jude? I don't. Ivan Garcia says, I'm on a train in Madrid. Thanks for commuting with me. Uh, glad to keep you company. Are you on the Metro? Service on the Metro is kind of hit or miss. It works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. <clears throat> 
Jiboyega uh, says Barca literally discarded 10 players in the summer who were under contract. It's a good rebuttal. Um, if you can do that, great. Uh, okay, now the, the, the common thing just did that. It does this thing sometimes where it refreshes and then sometimes it, it, it just jumps. So I don't, I lost where I was. So Oh, Real Madrid Feminino scored, and I missed the goal. That's what happens when the game is on mute. Hadi Ahmed says Pedro Porro and Malagusto to the Premier League. Yeah, seems like that's happening. Pedro Porro, admittedly, would have been more expensive. Malagusto, cheaper and more affordable. But um, again, it there are. I think the club is really has difficulty and wants to move away from certain contracts before they commit. Right or wrong, it's not my opinion. I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with that logic or the the, the financials behind that, but that that's the that's that's something that they're they're really looking at. Uh, Anthony Tarp Tarp says any chance that we can sign Frank Garcia and loan him back to Rio? It's the way it's kind of structured is that you have rights on him fifty percent. So you don't really necessarily need to do that because you already have rights to him. It wouldn't be much different than than what what the existing structure is now. The more the more concerning thing would be is if the report yesterday of Leverkusen wanting to trigger his release cause comes true, and Real Madrid don't um, intervene, then you've lost him and then you have to buy him back if you want him for like probably seventy million in a few years. That that's the more pressing question I think. Um, Eugen says, "What? Why did you fall in love with Real Madrid? And what is your preferred player on the current squad?" Um, I've, I think I've answered the first part of this question many times. Is that I was born a Madridista. My dad became Madridista when he watched Gento and the Yeyes lift the European Cup in '66. He watched it on a small black and white TV in his living room, uh, and. Uh, and I was born in Madridista. I wasn't that much into football until I was maybe, I think, 11 or 12. And at that time, when I started becoming interested in it, Raul, uh, I fell in love with Raul immediately. Had Raul posters in my room. And, and you couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have access to like Raul posters, you know, back then. So like you couldn't buy, walk into a store in Canada and buy a Raul poster. I think eBay may have been around at the time. I can't remember. But what I would do is I would, basically print out uh, just Google image searches. I don't even know if it was Google image back then, whatever it was. I would just print out these giant Raul pictures and some of them would be like two, three papers long and I would tape them together and literally the next day my dad would come and be like, why is our printer out of ink? Because literally this printer would print out every single poor, single pixel. My poor parents uh, had to like just were bleeding ink uh, bleeding money to buy ink. Uh, preferred player on the current squad. Uh, right now, it's it's Modric and Kamavinga. Those are, those are the two that I have man crutches on. I, I would say I love Cruz as well. I love all these guys. There's no there's no there's no one I don't I don't love apart from maybe Mariano or Hazard, I guess. But uh, Timo says we really need a sporting director. Complicated one deserves its own podcast. I think the answer to that question is that a sporting director at Real Madrid 
is really really complicated and you could argue does not is not necessary because Jose Angel Sanchez is basically the sporting director and it's a combination of his opinions along with Juni Calafat and the and the president and the board who kind of are the collective sporting director the idea of having like a manchi in this team is is doesn't really work because at at somewhere like Sevilla it works because you you can scout players and you sign them and you're not a club that has the same expectations as Real Madrid. With Real Madrid, it's a lot about more about market opportunity. It's a lot about signing superstars as much as you can. It's a, it's a it's a different different dynamic. Jiboyega uh, says, I "Think you need to move on from even club legends and and the sentiments that they bring, in case it means moving on." Um, in case, like, if it, if it means missing out on someone like Bellingham because you don't want to move on from Motor Cruz. Well, I, I think that I think that's true to some extent. I think you have to be ruthless in these situations. And let's be honest, I think Florentino has been with past superstars, whether it be someone like Luis Figo or um, in, a, in a more modern parallel, Cristiano Ronaldo or Sergio Ramos. But... I also think there is merit in it, like Modric and Cruz are still contributing, and I think that's what makes it complicated. And also, they are taking one-year renewals; they're not you're not committing to them long term. My guess is that Bellingham is is not that related to 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 those two. I think it's more, although it is to some extent. I think if if you can strike a deal with Bellingham, I think he's going to come in the summertime. But but I, the the general idea is an interesting discussion. I also I also think there is some merit in the idea that there's a reputation that you want to follow in, in terms of how you treat your legends and all that stuff. In the end, my philosophy is if Modric and Cruz are still contributing at an elite level, then it's a different situation, you know, than like a for example Carvajal who is not performing at that level and. In turn, Marcelo, for example, was not renewed because he's just not that good anymore. Modric and Cruz are in a different stratosphere in terms of their production at this age. Uh, okay, wow, so many comments. All right. Do I see us going for Mbappe next season? Uh, I think I think the club will 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 try. Yeah. Um, Vishal Joshi says, "How can I get a job to work for you guys? Developer, content creator, translate websites, etc." Um, it's 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 kind of difficult to crack in. I'll be really honest with you right now. Uh, a lot of people who are with us, I mean, eventually, essentially what happens, we don't have a, a budget to bring on more people now. And that, that may change, although there is a bit of a waiting list to get in. And a lot of the people who started off with us, and that's the, the thing I can suggest the best is, uh, like people like Om, um, for example, he was just writing fan posts and the fan posts were awesome. And eventually he just came on. Uh, and so if you are just kind of providing value and you're in our circles quite a bit, um, you know, for example, right now, one of our social media guys, he's, he's a podcast listener 
and just helped us out with some stuff and now he has a job with our socials get involved in any way you can i suppose and and if you get noticed and you're providing value you might eventually crack it crack it in, in the in the workforce on our staff atef says learn english bro noted man i will do my best uh i've been on duolingo learning spanish every day i'm on a 30-day streak but uh, i may add uh, duolingo english to my to my daily task list just just to, to brush up on it Suyash says, hey, Keon, big fan. Would you like to do a podcast with YJR Reviews from India, a Real Madrid fan channel? Email me, Keon at KeonSilvani.com. Oscar says, do you think Papa Flo miscalculated the Super League? I think he was incredibly tone deaf on it, was not thinking about it it should have been more inclusive. That's that's point number two. The point the point number three was that the PR was a disaster, and he should have consulted some PR stuff before doing anything or announcing anything publicly. Now his bigger challenge is that a lot of these clubs that we're in, like especially the Premier League clubs, are looking at it now like we don't really need Super League. We're rich as hell. You and Barcelona may need it more than we do. But we we don't really need this. That's that's the, another problem. I will say the re-proposed Super League with the new CEO that includes every team in Europe is more interesting, at the very least. The Agra says, do you, do you see Antonio Blanco back in Madrid and succeeding here? I don't. Um, his stint at Cadiz was a disaster, and now he's at Alaves. He barely played at a team like Cadiz. That's not a great sign. Excuse me for one sec. Quick, quick sip. Maridisa Note says Bukayo Saka would be perfect for us, in my opinion. What do you think? He's not. He's not leaving. Leaving Arsenal. That that's a match made in heaven right now. Maybe in a few years. Who knows? Gibran Otwai says, listen to all of your podcasts. I'm definitely getting uh, the Patreon. That's great. Have you seen the World Cup 2026 locations? What do you think about it not having games in DC, but in Houston, which is the worst urban design ever? I don't have really any opinions on US geography. I'm, I'm not informed on it enough. I will say Canada only got two cities. I'm disappointed about that. But uh, I'm refraining from complaining too much because that's the closest a World Cup has ever been to me. Um, so I'm super excited about attending my first World Cup in four years and being all over it. All right, these comments are crazy. Hold on. Uh, Huzaif says, if one has to leave, who would you rather, Modric or Cruz? I personally believe Cruz could play two more years as one of the best. I mean, I think you can still argue this is Cruz's best season ever, and he's playing at such an incredible level still. So I would choose Cruz based on age alone. Um, that, I mean, that that's the, the main factor here is the age. Cruz is a bit younger, so I would, I would choose Cruz. Uh, 
I also think Bellingham is more of a Modric replacement than a Cruz replacement. So there's that aspect of it as well. Uh, Jake L says, do you know the estimated revenue generated from the stadium changes? I've seen numbers all over the place, but 150 million does not seem realistic at all. Uh, I, I guess I'd be curious to know why you don't think that's unrealistic. Do you think that's too low or too high and your reasonings behind that? Um, I'll check back in on, in on that answer in a second. <clears throat> Avon says, are you watching HBO's The Last of Us? I'm not. Sounds pretty cool. I've never played the video game. Uh, no, it's not that I'm not interested. I, I love zombie stuff. I really do. Um, but I, it's just a time thing right now. I, I can't watch anything. If I do have time, it's usually something like I'm going to throw some Dave Chappelle on. Because <laughs> he makes me laugh. And I prioritize laughing more than anything. Uh, okay, comments did that jumpy thing again. Hold on a sec. Uh, all right. Uh, Atef says, Kian, I didn't tell you to learn English. Haha. <laughs> it was the other guy who asked you if you could learn uh oh do other languages love you <laughs> that's funny uh okay more transfer questions will i sacrifice vinicius for mbappe um i'm gonna say no even though mbappe is a better player and I think if he continues this way, he can be in the GOAT conversation. The reason why I think why I say I will not sacrifice Vinicius for Mbappe is mainly because I don't think you need to. I think you can get both. Put it this way. I don't think um, Vinicius is a barrier for Mbappe. There's other barriers, and mostly being that you can't compete with PSG financially right now. Uh, <laughs> some funny comments here not going to read them but uh, Yusuf Sasani is that my boy Yusuf I know I know someone named Yusuf Sasani uh, if it's if it's my boy uh, hope you're doing well, man. If it's if it's just another use of Sasani, then in that case, uh, still hope you're doing well. Says if Real don't sign a fullback midfielder forward this summer, do you see a repeat of the 18-19 season next year? Do you think there has been a recent lack of academy integration to the first team? Uh, yes to that last part of the question. I think I've been very vocal about that. That it would be a different story of the current crop of academy players weren't good but that's far from the case right now um i do worry about the depth behind benzema this season was uh i think now i, I will say i think benzema is going to be okay and i think he's shown signs of life now and i think he'll get going having said that 
I think it was a big bit of a wake up call too, right? I mean, if 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 the team hasn't been woken up already, that it's really risky to go in with just Benzema as your striker. I can understand in some way the logic behind, you know, okay, we're gonna do Rodrigo false nine. We're gonna do has uh, not Hazard. I mean, although I, I I was about to say not Hazard, but let's be let's remember, uh, Ancelotti said literally in preseason this summer a few months ago that we're gonna try Hazard as false nine this year. Well, that lasted a whopping, um, what, 60 minutes or so? It was the Celtic game and then the Mallorca game right after, if I'm not um, misremembering. Or this idea of, you know, okay, Asensio false nine, and, you know, we, we want to give these guys minutes. And I think it's pretty clear now that you can't do that. It's super risky. Again, if you were incorporating the Arribases of the world and you were using that depth and it's a different story, fine, but that's not happening. I really would have liked to have someone like Jekyll. Although if, if he would have accepted the role as a different story, maybe he's still too good. But I think you need to come up with a solution. Endrick ain't walking through that door next year. He's coming in two years. And even then, I, I we have to keep our expectations of him reasonable. Um, I think our... Ayomitide I, I, says... I think our current squad would suit the 14-15 system so well. What do you think? Two strikers, Benzema, Rodrigo, or Asensio. Two free-roaming uh, central midfielders, Danny, Fede, and Modric. I, look, 14-15, before the collapse in the springtime due to injuries, was some of my favorite football that Real Madrid have played in the last 10 years or so. It was super fun to see Modric, Cruz, James, and Isco together controlling and pressing. It should be noted that Modric and Cruz were much younger back then. The dynamic is different right now. I but I I do agree with the the in theory to to have that with the midfielders that could play it. I think in some way, Ceballos, Fede, you know, even come up and those guys can can handle something like that. But it should be noted that the the age of the two key members of, of that 14-15 midfield are uh, are much older. Uh, let's see. I have a hard stop, by the way, in 18 minutes. I have to be done in 18 minutes. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up, but uh, I'll keep going here. <clears throat> Timo says, thoughts on how Endrick will be implemented into the lineup? Well, uh, I think it's pretty clear that he can play the front three positions. He's going to be primarily used up front, but he can play on the left or right wings. And I mean, he can actually play it well, not in like some some makeshift way. He can he can play both of those positions well. He's a good ball carrier on the wings. He's a good uh, dribbler, and he's good at getting balls into the box. And he's quick and he's strong. So I think he can play on both wings. So I I think you can you can see him play in all three positions. Uh, let's see. Atef says, do you see Mbappe at Madrid with Benzema or do you see Mbappe coming after Benzema retires? I had a segment on this not too long ago. I think from a pure football perspective, 
given the ages of Benzema, Vinicius, and also, uh, I mean, mainly the age. And also some of the tactical fit. I think Mbappe and Vinicius work well together as interchangeable left wingers and players who link up with each other and create space for each other. Benzema can obviously play with anyone, basically. But I think from an age perspective, I think the the, the question is more Mbappe and Vinicius and functioning together if you sign Mbappe, more so than Mbappe and Benzema, obviously. Uh, Alex says, do you think splashing the cash on Endrick will mean we will not buy a striker until Benzema potentially retires? I don't think it's a definitive um, thing either way. But what it essentially means is that the club won't probably won't be looking to splash. I think what the what will happen is essentially they will look at how Endrick fits and how he does in the first couple of years. If he's great, you will probably sign a backup for him. And if he's not great, then you will reevaluate. That's based on what I've heard too, and based on uh, talking to people who were actually in the room when Endrick and Real were were having negotiations. Um, is there a chance we get Zidane to return if Carlo Ancelotti goes at the end of the season? Always a chance that Zidane would return at any point, I think. To me, I kind of look at Zidane as a Jupp Heynckes of, of Real Madrid. Anytime you put out the bat signal, I think he'll come. Having said that, I think the club will... We'll seriously look at Raul. Chabi Alonso, we've never actually been linked to with in, with in a real way. Oh, Real Madrid Feminino goal. I think it was where? But I don't know. We'll know in a sec. Uh, I, I, but Chabi Alonso is someone that obviously intrigues me in many ways because he has that man management quality that and, and the command of the respect of stars that Real Madrid always need in their locker room. But, they all, but he also has a very... Very smart tactical brain, and obviously was a very cerebral player as well. Um, so yeah. I still don't know who scored. But yeah, Real Feminino are up 2-0 now, just, at, just before halftime. <clears throat> Uh, Ms. Taz says, what is your understanding of Solari's role as director of football? Do you see the possibility of more attention on the youth players because of Solari? Yes and no. I mean, the Solari role is a bit fuzzy, although I, I remember having a segment about this at the time he was appointed. And I think I, I spoke more coherently with better memory at that time than I will now. So you can maybe reference uh, my previous answer better than this particular answer I'm going to give, but he's essentially working with everyone. He's working with Castilla. He's meeting with Raul regularly, as well as Ancelotti and, and also Jose Angel Sanchez and a bit of everything. So he basically will bring ideas to the table and try to come up with unified visions throughout the academy and everything. And ultimately, he won't power have power over things like, you know, who the head coach plays and doesn't play. But he's there basically to bring new ideas and new visions and, and kind of 
and he and he works with all levels of, of the football, including the the younger levels as well. <clears throat> uh. Someone says, why wouldn't the Camavinga too many Valverde trio ever work? I was low-key excited for that. I think it I think it can. Uh, I think maybe you lose some progressive passing, but I think that's mitigated with too many that I think it I think it was more problematic maybe if you had Casemiro, um, Camavinga, and Fede Valverde. But but when you put too many there from a stylistic stylistic standpoint, uh, by the way, it was Oros who scored the second goal. Where scored the first one? Uh, I think, I think come up, uh, I think too many fits those those two. I, and I think you will see it. I can't remember how many minutes those three have played together, if if many. But uh, I I don't see why it wouldn't work in theory. Uh, sorry. Um... Do you see Rodrigo leaving the club if he does not get the playing time he wants? I think we're a long way away from that scenario. Uh, are you of Indian origin? I am not. Anno says, Kamavinga and Chu many as a double pivot. What are your thoughts? I mean, this is probably in reference to Carlo Ancelotti's quote in today's press conference saying that that is an interesting idea for the future and I wholeheartedly agree with it. So um, I think I think both of those players complement each other and, and their skill sets are definitely something that would work in a double pivot. I would be interested to see it. I'll take, I'm going to take probably one more. And again, sorry if I missed your questions. There was a lot happening. There's a lot of comments. I'm thankful for it. This is a good problem to have. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I can't answer everything. It's impossible. And also some of these questions were repetitive. And some of them were about stuff we, we talk about all the time on the podcast. And I think people, some of them, some people might find it repetitive. And also, um, I also probably just missed some because it was such a high volume of questions that came in. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take one more. Um, Stealth Freak Twenty Five says, "Would Guardiola be a good fit with our current center back crop?" I think it's a little bit too convoluted and too cluttered right now with regards to center backs to bring Guardiola in. I would love to have Guardiola as a future future option if possible, though. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to wrap it here. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. And I'm going to sign off. So just to give you guys some housekeeping, this is really important. Don't log off yet. Tomorrow is the post-game show for the Atletico Madrid game. If you want access to that post-game show, we're actually doing it live on Zoom. It's, it's a live one. It's not a pre-recorded and uploaded one. It's live. You join us face-to-face, ask us questions. That's live on Zoom. If you want direct link to that, you have to be a patron over on patreon.com slash managingmadrid. Is it worth it? I don't know. Is it worth getting a ton of bonus content and joining a Real Madrid family for $3 a month, which is less than a Starbucks coffee? 
I'll leave it up to you. In my opinion, yes. So if you like the work, you've always been on the fence, like should I join or not, I don't know, do it. That was the time, uh, especially we're rounding into the corner on the apex of the season. The Champions League postgame shows both legs against Liverpool live on Zoom. I'll be at Anfield uh, at that for that game. Lucas will be at the Burnabout for the second leg. We're going to be t- reporting back on the atmosphere and all that stuff, and, and you guys will be jumping on Zoom. It's, it's totally worth it. If you guys are, are, are patrons in, in this YouTube chat right now, just say in the co- in the comments real quick if it's worth it. Give me like a... Uh, it, it doesn't even have to be a huge testimonial. It can be a two-word two word testimonial. There you go. Ms. Toss says it's worth it. And um, if you guys are patrons in the chat, just put in the chat um, what you what you think of the Patreon experience. Is it worth it or not? So if anyone's on the fence and they don't know, uh, they can they can hop in and get access. Again, patreon.com slash managing. There you go. Totally worth it. Rodrigo says it's worth it 100%. These are real testimonials. These are not Keon's robots so get in on the action you guys won't regret it and you get access to a bunch of secret discord channels that you can't access if you're just a freeloader so uh yeah i appreciate you guys thank you so much we'll see you guys tomorrow after the game on zoom over on patreon.com slash managing good i'm gonna sign off peace